0: Hello and welcome to Quadrivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm Jeff with RMT Trivia in and around
1: Chicago. I'm Tipster, host and landlord at the Pinnacle Larder, somewhere in the Antarctic Ocean.
2: Hey there, I'm James Key, the Trivia Nerd here in Louisville, Kentucky.
1: Man, I really need to
0: work on like my my on branding your, personality. You guys on have your like pitch, yeah.
1: Yeah, my pitch is, hey, I'm here. The I'm Emmy. here, and I'm in and around this area. <laughs> it's going on, in, or around your area. So, as we're recording this, I've just done my first show back, which, you know, it went.
2: Ooh. <laughs> you, you don't sound as confident as I would hope you would have. Uh, do you have a, an anecdote or two for us? Or there do there were a couple of it.
1: rounds that... Um, may not have hit the mark like uh i feel like they were niche but people still enjoyed them which is fine it's just that obviously from from my end looking at the the answers coming in i'm I'm sitting there going oh god i've made this a bit too hard haven't i um (laughs) those those rounds are always they're
0: always tougher just because like especially when you're writing them and you think oh this is a really fun idea i think the players are really going to like it and then you you pitch the, the round Right when you know they first hear it, you could see in their eyes the fear. And you're like, "Oh, I've made a mistake."
1: Oh, <laughs> the trouble is I can't see their eyes. Oh, I I'm, guess I, I guess that's yeah, true. Yeah, I'm going literally <laughs> off what's coming up in chat. And sometimes when chat is deathly silent, ooh, <laughs> it's it's like, have I messed up? Have yeah. have I have I just has everybody up to left oh, on I've, their boats? I definitely had. Yeah i definitely had
2: categories like that. (laughs) Uh, I mean there there have been times where I've been not only the writer and the host but even sometimes just the writer and I'm there for you know judging and uh, audio visual and things and just the you know getting that reaction when answers are coming out and just groans and things and you just kind of sit there shrinking just a little bit but then you know Sometimes I'll throw on the self-deprecating cape and just be like, boo, who wrote this stuff? And you know, just kind of go along with it, you know?
1: Oh, heck. We uh, we talked at length about lowering your expectations, didn't we, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah. Yes. During oh. that, that episode that happened that time.
0: Yeah. Uh... I, speaking Speaking of lowering your expectations... Uh, we are recording this episode, the weekend of the Super Bowl. Actually, we're probably gonna overlap the beginning of the Super Bowl a little bit with our oh, recording. It's and Super Bowl,
1: can... not Superb yeah. Owl! Okay. That's correct, yes. Right. Well, I... Despite, yeah, despite
0: the... me being silly and typing Superb Owl, it is uh, Super I Bowl. thought
1: that everybody in America <laughs> praised some, like, uh, Owl God or something this weekend. Just ben- no. benevolent Owl God blathers. <laughs>
0: But, all right. So lower your expectations because here's here's a fun game I want to play really quickly before we start. Oh no, tipster, you yep. have zero clue about
1: American football. Correct? I I know that there is a hand egg involved, and <laughs> that's right. that there are something called downs that happen, and then you and then you advertise hot dogs. Yeah, that's
0: really fairly accurate. None of that is incorrect.
1: <laughs> that is that to be accurate okay
0: yeah there is there is an egg-shaped ball held in the hands uh yep. there are definitely hot dog advertisements and there are quite a lot of downs in a game so nothing you said was incorrect uh, which I, guess... I i don't expect that to continue because what i'd like you to do is without knowing anything about american football is tell me what two teams might be playing in the super bowl today
1: okay right. just give like... it a sh- just give it a shot Let's let's try and logic this out a little bit. Right, so they're probably they're probably named after states, I guess, cuz you're all about your states
2: over there. So that's not a bad assumption. Let's but let's see where you go with that.
1: Let's go for uh the um the Nebraska Redshirts uh <laughs> and the uh uh Baltimore isn't a state. Why is my head saying Baltimore? Um, the uh, Arkansas... Uh, I've written myself into a corner here because I don't know of an animal that begins with an A. Um, the Arkansas anteaters. I don't know. I'm aardvarks. Sure. Yeah, aardvarks are f- a ferocious animal. That'll do. Oh, my God. That was the that was the best i could not have asked for a better response tipster i mean was... i was i was gonna go baltimore belugas or something like that <laughs> i i vote myself into a corner with states and it's like uh...
0: you said you said nebraska and that's not too far from one of the teams that's in the super
1: bowl in also, I just, completely just... went against my own logic as well because, like, yeah. like, it starts with an N, so it's clearly going to be the Nebraska N something, and then red shirts. Which, come on,
0: <laughs>
3: seriously,
1: <laughs> right. brain,
0: work now, please. Dween, would you would you like to put him out of his misery? I apologize. I should call you James as opposed to Dween, which is your screen name.
2: You know, uh, that's that's all right. Um, I'll tell you, you know, my name, real name, James, but uh, I've gone by. Dween for uh, a number of years just as kind of an internet moniker and actually it's kind of you know the trivia nerd is quite new in all of that so if if you slip and call me Dween quite all right I don't mind (laughs) you know now as for the teams and I see I don't follow football much anymore but uh, or not much anymore like much at all Uh, I just know that we have basically Native Americans versus pirates in a way because (laughs) we've got the Buccaneers versus the Chiefs. Oh. correct.
0: The Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, versus representing the great state of Kansas, depending on who you ask, the Kansas City Chiefs, which are actually based out of Missouri, not Kansas. Dep- that. But there are certain there are certain people who very famously said representing the great state of Kansas, which made everybody what? who knows where Kansas City laugh.
1: What? <laughs> what? Wait, what?
0: Yeah. What? That's what? What so here's uh, here's how it here's how it works. There is a fairly large metropolitan center called Kansas City. Yep. And that spans the border between Missouri and Kansas. So there's oh, the Missouri are. side and the Why? Kansas side. But the Kansas City Chiefs play out of the Missouri side. So it's it's very easily mistakable to say that Kansas City Chiefs are from Kansas, because they kind of have it in their name. Yeah. But yeah, they're from the Missouri
1: chunk of Kansas. Why City. not move the border? <laughs> like that seems to you make know, the most sense. Surely. I don't have I a town not... that straddles state lines. That's gonna cause so many problems. I am I am I am not positive,
0: but as a person from Chicago, there's a lot of things that Missouri does that I am not a huge fan of and I can't, you know, proclaim to know what is going through their heads at any moment of the day. Go Cubs. <laughs> Cards suck. Take uh, that, baseball
1: fans. <laughs> so wait, we've got the Buccaneers versus the Chiefs. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, Pirates are always going to win.
0: Uh, see, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of contention about it because Tom Brady's on the Buccaneers again, and you know I don't feel so bad about this game because generally is, Tom Brady. This is this is getting into is, I'm is just Tom gonna Brady be speaking Latin? Is Tom Brady
1: the <laughs> captain of the ship? yes Yeah. he is yeah okay I you know and I'll say this
2: even somebody who doesn't follow football at least we've been hearing a lot about this Tom Brady guy that he (laughs) is what how old is he exactly 40 what yeah Uh, uh, it's but he is a you know for a football player this is pretty aged we will say and he is going for his seventh Super Bowl win so this is uh, could be a very momentous thing. And, How many bowls uh, you know... does
1: he need? <laughs> is he is he low on crockery or something? Like, <laughs> please, share them around. Everybody needs bowls. You've got you've got six super oh bowls. Why do you need there, a seventh Tom?
0: There Why? is so much wrong. With that statement, I,
2: like, I don't. He, he wants us see. The thing is, he needs a service for eight to set his table, so he's going for number oh. seven.
0: They don't give him literal
1: bowls. <laughs> Why is oh it called God. the Super Bowl then? Oh,
2: oh! Don't even mention all of the other college bowls and things that yeah, there's, go on. They're oh my they're God. just what called does bowl have to bowl do games. Bowl?
0: Uh, I have no thunder on this. But I always assumed it was just because of the shape of the the football stadiums. They look kind of like bowls, the way that they're set up. Oh. And I could be totally wrong I, about that. I but actually,
2: yeah, I I've always no idea, no idea why they're called bowls uh, at all. Less yeah. exciting. <laughs> okay, so maybe one of us will have to do a little research before the end of the game today, <laughs> or the end of the, uh, the podcast, as it were, and uh, see if we can come up with an answer on that one, because... You know, I mean that's that's one of the things we do as trivia people is we learn things as we go. So
1: yeah, uh, you don't win bowls. That's, that's in what the we're Super here for. Bowl like that <laughs> amazes me. Like I I was imagining Tom Brady there with like six gold plated like fruit bowls.
3: Oh my god! Oh.
1: On his pirate oh ship. <laughs> <laughs> Captain of the whole crew. Oh my god! Oh, and you've ruined
2: this fantasy for me. You have. Oh my Uh, god! I'll tell you what—you've just created a great (laughs) fantasy for me. I would, uh, 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 not like in that way, but you know, I mean, I I know now how I'm going to visualize the Super Bowl in my eyes. So, uh,
0: (laughs) thank you for that. It would be so much more fun if they literally just gave him big, like gold plated bowls. Oh. I don't oh, I get want... it. That's oh my god. I I okay, I have to get it together because at some point we actually have to do have a to... podcast instead of yep. just listening to me laugh for a half an hour at <laughs> Tipster describing what he assumes the Super Bowl is. <laughs> This well. year, the Red Shirts and the Anteaters <laughs> it was a slobber docker but the Anteaters walked away with the bowls. Oh my god.
1: Okay. I mean, of course All the right. Anteaters win in that scenario. <laughs> like, Red Shirts never win. We know yeah. this from experience.
2: Oh yeah, the Red Shirts Ooh. always die. So. <laughs>
1: oh my god. Well, getting
0: getting away from the, the sports aspect of the Super Bowl, there's a lot of other fun things that happen around that time. There's always a big halftime performance by uh, a bigger artist. Uh, There's always a bunch of really fun new commercials or like, uh, some, some companies use this as a really good time to pitch like a new ad campaign or like kind of introduce something new and fun. There's always, there's always really good beer commercials, uh, around this time. Um, so there's a bunch of other like non-sports related trivia stuff that kind of occurs around the Super Bowl, too. So even if you're not a big fan of sports, and even if you live on an iceberg in the Antarctic Ocean, uh, <laughs> some of that information might find its way into your life. Uh, and one of the ways it might do this, check out this subway, uh, one of the ways that that information might do this is in a future card in a trivia board game that you might be playing at home and say... Uh, what Super Bowl did uh, Janet Jackson actually accidentally show a boobie, or something like that? Some some weird trivia
1: factoid that oh, might pop up in the future. The 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 infamous Janet Jackson wardrobe 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 <laughs> yes. malfunction. Yeah, um, uh-huh. that I really happened during a Super Bowl. I really shouldn't record these like half an hour after I finished hosting my game because <laughs> my brain is still all over the
0: place. Oh, that's all right. But that, that was my wonderfully awful segue into talking a little bit about our main topic tonight, uh, which is, uh, trivia games, like home games, board games, and other such things like that. Uh, so easiest way to get into this conversation would be to ask, uh, my fellow hosts here, uh, do you guys play trivia board games?
2: I definitely do. I was, uh, probably introduced to that kind of board game uh, back in college where, uh, not strictly trivia, but I got a copy of Balderdash, which is one where you have the wacky definitions, you know. So while it's not your straight-up Q&A type of a question question, and answer game uh, it still was something that that kind of got me into that because it's something that you get a big group of people together and you're you know you're asking these questions you're having fun so that was my springboard into that kind of stuff yeah flex uh, has a lot of the
0: same muscles even though it's not strict trivia yeah you gets your brain working in a specific way
1: what about you tipster yeah i so i physical board games i don't really have any or play any at the moment for Obvious reasons. Cool. So, a lot of the stuff that I do in terms of board games is digitally um, through either um, Board Game Online, uh, Board Game Arena, or uh, Tabletop Simulator. Um, so, I've been kind of uh, playing a lot of code names, which. Again, oh, I love code names. is oh, yeah. Isn't necessarily trivia, but it itches that part of the brain because there's a craft in. Coming up with the perfect clue that not only links the words that you want and gets that point across, but also avoids the rest of the things on the board. Um, for for listeners who don't know, by the way, code names uh, put simply is a a game of secretive communication between a, a spy master and uh, a. A group of agents who are basically going out and trying to work out what words on the board in front of them uh, the spymaster is trying to communicate to them. Um, And the way that the spymaster does this is by giving them one word and a number of things on the board that relates to that is in their set basically. And all the time you're competing against another team so it's against like you're running the clock for each other, basically. Uh, and then on top of that, there is this instant failure state of the assassin, which, if you choose that card, that's it. Game over. Done. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what the score is. At that point, that's it. You lose. Yeah. Good day. <laughs> Good day, sir.
0: Uh, it, Codenames is one of those games I've found, and this is getting a little bit away from trivia board game territory, but it, well, I'll I'll come back um where like a lot of modern board games the european style board games the ones that have uh big thick rule books and a bunch of different pieces and meeples and all you know those games are are really hard to get across how fun and interesting and how genuinely um new uh well maybe not new isn't the right word genuinely uh, genuinely unique that play style is for that type of game um and like many of those games the best way to learn how to play those is to find somebody that has it and play the game with them like if you tried to explain uh Catan or pandemic or i just got one for my uh, for my birthday last year called the that i really love yeah like um there's you could try to explain how those work but it works so much better to just sit down and figure it out as you're playing like code words is or code names, uh, nope, I'm complete. Yeah, code names. My my brain shut up for a second. <laughs> code names is one of those games where you could try to describe it, but until you actually sit down and see all the cards with all the words in front of you, and somebody says like tall, and you go okay, so which of these could be tall? You know, yeah. It's obviously, you know, like once you start seeing how it's played, um, and that that kind of doesn't super connect to straight trivia games because most of those are just here's a question give me the correct answer to move forward in some fashion or to gain a point you know what i mean there aren't a ton of games that get away from that uh really standard trivia game that get lumped into trivia games Mm -hmm. um i i said that backwards i'm sorry there are plenty of games that uh, don't do straight trivia that kind of get lumped into that trivia category. Yeah. Um, uh, one of those, uh, I think one of the most popular, at least, uh, especially because it's in a digital format, uh, is the the Jackbox games. You don't know Jack and all of the Jacksbo- oh, yeah. Jackbox Party Pack games. Because uh, only you don't know Jack is is trivia, but even then it's still kind of silly and quirky and you have to kind of think your way around the questions. Uh, But they also have, like, trivia trivia murder party, which that's also in that same vein. Um, But it's not just, here's a question, what's the answer? You know, for points. There's a bunch of different mechanics added in there. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, other sillier games like that.
2: Yeah, they have Fibbage on there, which is trivia, but you've got the bluffing aspect to it where they give you a fill-in-the-blank, like uh, there's, uh, uh, like, the... Mayor of this certain city is a blank and everybody has to fill in a blank with something that's at least semi plausible or at least funny you mm-hmm. know and uh, i know i can't think of the city that's uh, that it is right off but they have a uh, i think it's like rabbit hutch kentucky or something where it's a dog <laughs> every mayor of that city is a dog so uh, y- you know if you know it uh, it'll even tell you you guess the answer put in a good lie so yeah. you come up with something that will try to fool everybody else yeah, that's uh, a And I one. know that, yeah, Jackbox also has, uh, well, uh, no, yeah, Fibbage is probably the other one that's, you know, at least trivia adjacent along with the other two that you said, you know, because they come up with five different games in every pack and they've come mm-hmm. up with seven different packs so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mentioned Balderdash back uh, a few minutes ago. There's a new one called Dictionarium, which is a little along those oh, lines, yeah. but they give you a fake word. You know, and so this is like just completely for fun and you come up with a definition, a sentence, a synonym, (laughs) uh, you know. So it's, you know, uh, fun, Uh, educational, maybe not, but uh, not all of the Jackbox games are going to work like that. But I'll tell you, when they do a trivia game, they usually do it very, very well. And I mean, they've had so many incarnations of You Don't Know Jack, which started off, you know, back in the 1990s on the Internet. Oh, yeah. And it was really just a voiceover with clever text, you know, and the the hosts have been fantastic throughout because, you know, those vocals have to carry the game pretty well. And and they do. It's uh, the you know, so kudos to the Jackbox people. They know how to make a game.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of us that are trivia hosts today at least owe a little bit of our own personalities and games to Cookie Masters (laughs) and who is (laughs) the the gold standard of, of pub hosts. Well, it's not technically pub host, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah. The, just their their question writing style, the the kind of I don't know. It's not it's not really not safe for work, but the the way that they the way that they play on on wordplay and they set up questions. And for those of you who haven't played Jackbox, um, I don't believe that there is a version of it that exists that's not multiple choice there might be like special bonuses built in that you have to actually type the answer. Uh, but I'm pretty sure almost all of them are multiple choice. Right. At least I think so from what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like all of the fun mechanics that they built into that, you could see that in other people's in other people's writing style. That's one of the things that we, we just talked about on, uh, well, actually it wouldn't be recent when this debuts, but one of the ones that I just listened to is writing interesting questions. And that's oh. all of their questions are really interesting. The way that they build them, the way that they get the player to the ask, or maybe even hide the ask in the middle of some nonsense sentence. Ah, oh, it's just, it's so much fun. And it's so inspiring uh, as a trivia writer to see that type of
1: material be put out at such a, such a high level all the time. Uh, It's one of those things where like, I feel that there wasn't really anything that was doing that before that. There wasn't any kind of the closest in terms of comedy trivia game. Uh, Even like getting close would have been something like blankety blank or a uh, match game where it's not really trivia <laughs> either. Yeah, it, like, like it's very tongue in cheek. And a lot of the time it's, that you can sometimes logic some of the stuff out as well, which is is something that I like as well because obviously just going into stuff blind doesn't like doesn't do it for everybody, you know just, <laughs> oh here one in four chance. good luck. Um, so having an educated guess at least uh, seems to help it a long way. Um, and then obviously you've got cookie the comedy just everything sewing it together including the ad reads oh my goodness
0: yeah (sighs) so with with these quirkier style kind of comedy trivia games most specifically like the jackbox style games do you guys do you guys i i know it's almost impossible to just word for word rip off one of their questions but how do you guys go about absorbing and using that information is I know we just talked about how it's influenced all of us, but in what way has it has it really influenced us? Uh,
2: well, one of the rounds that they have—well, uh, I wouldn't even say it's a round, but a question type that they have, uh, which I think I've mentioned on a podcast before, has the four multiple choices. Um, oh so, my, like, yeah. you know it, what I'm talking uh, about? Teddy Roosevelt, me...
0: Teddy Roosevelt, Dracula, mustard, or elephant?
2: Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I've written rounds, 10-question rounds of similar type things of uh, dinosaur, alien, apple, or Edison was the one that I came <laughs> up with. And, and uh, as a matter of fact, I've done that um, on uh, the Triviality podcast, actually. Shout out to Triviality. Uh, I, when I was able to host, that was the swing round. And uh, you know, everybody did pretty well on that. And I actually used that in a live show, and it was one of the tougher of the categories that I did, actually. I mean, there was a good 20 to 25 teams, and even with a, a mulligan-free answer, I don't think anybody got a perfect score on it. So, uh, you know, I'm actually kind of happy about that. I want to have rounds where it kind of makes people, you know, a little bit angry that they didn't get them all. <laughs> uh, not, not where, like, they only get, you know, an average score of two or three, but uh, I, I think that was a, a pretty good success. So that's definitely something that... Inspired me to write something out of uh, the Jackbox uh, idea chest, so that's one <laughs> of them for sure.
0: I I was gonna say um, one of the things that I liked, especially when I first started writing and hosting my own trivia games, uh, was the dis or dat questions where you give them uh, two categories. Like oh, one, yes. of, uh, I think one of my favorite ones is Britney Spears songs or the name of a pope. Yep and you have to you just give them a word like innocent is that (laughs) is that a britney Spears song or is that a pope or you know like stuff like that those are set up in such a way that they are nearly impossible to write at the level that people are used to (laughs) so that's a really fun style of question to try and do but it's really hard to pull off well and I think everybody, I think everybody that has played the Jackbox games that then goes on to become a trivia host, um, has kind of fond memories of those those quirky games and wants to recreate that in some fashion every now and then. And those are those are always the hardest ones to to pull off well, but when you do, they always go over really really well. Um, like the dis or Dat, I do, I do one that's uh, dis or Dat that's one step further. Uh, that is also used on another podcast uh, called This, That, or The Other, where you give them three things to choose from. So, one that I did on a stream recently was uh, the theme was lion, Witcher or wardrobe. So, I named a thing, and it was either a big cat, a fictional witch, or a wardrobe available from IKEA. And. <laughs>
2: IKEA furniture names that's definitely something that you can pull from yeah oh my goodness And,
0: and so the original the original one that they had done on the podcast i can't claim that that was my idea to use those three things but i didn't use any of the clues that they did but i remember hearing that and going like that's really hilarious uh so i took that same concept and i expanded it out further i used totally different clues and stuff so but credit Credit to Ask Me Another, an NPR quiz podcast that you guys are probably familiar with if you're listening to Quadrivia. Um
1: Billy bookcases uh, as far as the eye can see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh Tipster, did you have anything you wanted to mention about Jackbox so and
1: I it's... very much draw inspiration from the way they approach Uh, kind of news and current affairs almost Um, like I do look for the quirkier stories out there I do look for um, kind of ways to get that into my game because everybody knows about the the the, the current global situation but does you know do do people know about this time that a statue of a whale caught a, a tram uh, last year, <laughs> you know, <laughs> genuine thing that happened. Um. Uh, and so I take inspiration from that, and I look for some of the not necessarily lesser-known news stories because they tend to do the rounds a lot on social media these days. That's what I tend yep. to find. Um, way back when, that they, they'd probably it'd have probably been a harder ball question, but nowadays. Yep it's something you'll scroll past when you're casually kind of doom scrolling. (laughs) Um, So uh, that's where I take my inspiration from uh, for those. Also in the way that they present their answers sometimes as well. Um, So for instance, uh, sometimes I'll write, a question style where the possible answers are the one that xyz instead of actually you know going this is the person um and they tend to do that a lot bury bury the answer beneath another kind of layer
0: yeah i i always like the ones where they would give you uh a correct like the let's say that the correct answer was like abacaba or something like that and then it would be like abracadabra, cabra cadabra, you know, like cadaver. Like, and they just pick four words that look extremely similar, Yep. and put them next to another, and you go, wait, which one? It, um, or like Help. the ones where they're like, which of these is spelled correctly? And your brain just shorts, yeah, <laughs> you just go, and your brain stops working for just a moment because you, you know, are trying to figure out which of those four is spelled properly. Those are, the that, that's you know. I think it's fair to say that all of us are, are pretty big fans of, of their style of writing and I think it I think it's at least subtly obvious <laughs> in a lot of different hosts that, that I watch on on Twitch and stuff like that.
2: Well you know, you've got Jackbox, which is digital. There are other digital games that I've played, uh maybe you haven't for a little while, but we're talking about like the apps that Uh, are out there. I know HQ, for example, and their ilk, uh, but there's also (laughs) like, uh, if you remember Trivia Crack, um, I I was into that a little bit, and you know, the thing about Trivia Crack though, was that uh, I think every question was submitted outside by other people, and uh, you know, they went through some kind of vetting process, Uh, so I was actually quite interested in the submission. Uh, part of it where I would try to come up with a question that nobody else had which boy, that's you know kind of tough to do when you've got a bunch of trivia fans throwing questions at an app yeah um,
0: especially with Trivia Crack because they did a bunch of like very specific stuff so there was like general trivia there was movies and TV and history and all, all the general categories but then there was also like Harry Potter or Supernatural or this mm-hmm. specific band or something like that uh oh Luke is oh. coming to say hi again
2: Hello, guy. (laughs) Hello.
0: All right. Bye, boys. (laughs) Bye.
2: You know, one of the problems that... uh, That's all right. One of the problems that I had with Trivia Crack, though, were uh, the questions that dated themselves. Oh, yeah. Uh, Usually, it was probably... Well, I mean, anything... TV, movies, and sports, especially when they would ask about the first or the only anything... Because, I mean, you know, it could be the next day where somebody comes up with, with a, you know, a new accomplishment that completely blasts that question out. And, and they really didn't have a way, I th- I mean, they may have had something. It's been so long where you could flag the question, but then, you know, who's responsible for going out and taking a look at that? Um, I so, mean, you know, hey, we've we've got the superb owl happening tonight, <laughs> you know, where... Uh, you know, the captain of the pirates might end up getting his seventh bowl, but what if there's a trivia crack question out there that asks about the one who won won six bowls? You know, yeah. so you know that's one issue, but uh, uh, nonetheless, it was fun to play. It's uh, you know, I, I'm sure there's still an iteration of it out there.
0: Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I liked about HQ is that it was a live trivia stream essentially that you played along. So there was a live host. Um, actually, I should maybe there is. I know that they had issues and they were they weren't doing their show for a while but it was a it was a live game that the questions were written either very recently or that day and they didn't re-ask questions later so like everything was up to date especially you know but you only had like uh was it like 15 seconds to answer a question Mm -hmm. like they'd be like what's this thing and then you had 15 seconds and it was uh multiple choice be like "Eh, i think it's this one you know Um, and that was a, I, I enjoyed playing it just because of, uh, it was always at the same time, you know, oh, it's HQ trivia time, you know, and then they introduced a bunch of the, like, uh, HQ words and they had like sports trivia and, you know, all sorts of different stuff. Um, but I liked the idea of, of the, of the trivia stream so much that I started doing it myself. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, just, just the concept of kind of like a a little daily trivia quiz that you could take and maybe win some money that was always that was always a really fun time
1: i used to schedule my breaks around that like that's how (laughs) that's the thing i used to schedule my breaks at work so that i would have my break whilst hq in the uk was going on um that's how much i was into it i didn't realize that it'd come back um apparently march 29th of last year i don't know if they're still going
3: yeah. Um, uh,
0: it was maybe a month ago or something. We were sitting downstairs on the couch, or me me and my wife were sitting on downstairs on the couch and all of a sudden you hear like the HQ noises coming from her phone. I'm like, what in the world is happening? She's like, Oh, <laughs> HQ's on. I'm like, It's it is? <laughs>
1: like, I had no clue it was even still a thing. Is um Oh go go ahead. Is is trivia daddy Scotty still hosting it? That's my I question.
0: No, I I think he took a job. Um if I remember correctly, uh Scott took a job with another company and ended up having to leave HQ. But that was that was way before that was way before HQ started running into issues. There mm. if the last time I played Matt was the host and he was the one that would do the savage question song dance. I don't know if you guys remember savage question song and he's the <laughs> He's the one that I still have it available in my stream every now and then I could use a chat code to bring up a gif of a bear eating dandelions because their, Fool- their April Fool's game was by far my favorite game ever, where every question was about uh, the bear eating dandelions. <laughs> like, it's just the most ridiculous concept. Um, but getting back to the topic at hand uh, of <laughs> what makes these fun for us is... Um, their format was very short. Like they had to read the question, and the answer had to be uh, at least guessed within fifteen seconds. They had to write what was it like twenty questions? I think you'd have to get all the way to question twenty. I don't remember. it's been it's been uh, too long.
1: I think it was twelve. Was it twelve? Yeah,
0: oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Um, but they had to they had to keep coming up with new content. They had to keep. Uh, they had to keep the reads short. They had to vary the clues. They had to do all of these different things on a daily basis and sometimes multiple times during the day when they started doing the, the lunch and late at night streams for different amounts of money, you know? Yeah. I, and and that's... It, it's not the very first thing that I would take away from kind of a fun little trivia break, but it is something that I, that I do think about is i'm currently like i'll be writing a question i'm like okay this is going to take me four minutes to read and that's not going to be helpful to any of my players who are going to have to try and dig through this uh paragraph to find clues you know so let's let's parse it down let's get it shorter and more approachable and put the clues in places where people can see them you know and so those are the types of things that that i got specifically from hq Um,
2: if you don't mind if i could do a quick aside on yeah. this, because uh, we mentioned that both Jackbox and HQ are multiple choice. Uh, do you, and I've heard people say multiple choice has no business being in a pub trivia quiz, for example. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, but uh, what kind of uh, uh, reaction do you get from people when you do multiple choice questions?
1: I've never done multiple choice without doing free answer first. Like, as part of my um, part of one of my rounds I ask the question first free answer and then I give them the four possible answers um, we played it at the end of last episode uh, um, and I've not really got any kickback from that um, and I haven't seen anybody kick back at multiple choice questions in any other hosts streams I've been in i I feel i feel like people are relieved to not have to type for a bit to be fair i
0: i think um personally i think when done properly and especially if um like in my old live game i had slightly longer uh spans between questions uh so as maybe uh two to three minutes at most in between question asks and if i asked a multiple choice question The reason I did that was to make up for a question that I knew people were going to think for a little bit longer because I could say, oh, you only get a minute for this because it's multiple choice, you know, something like that. Yeah, but I think that the key to multiple choice is uh, limit answer length time like they only have so much time to pick, you know, faster than they'd be able to type it like HQ. Mm -hmm. I think that that's that's a fun way to do things because it forces your brain to really jump on what you're reading and pick the right thing. And you could throw your players off by putting too closely, but not not the same answers down. Um, I think in a in a in a trivia stream, the the better your four choices or three or two are for multiple choice, I, I think the stronger the question makes uh, or the the stronger that the question is. Overall, So the people that that don't like multiple choice as just as a flat out, I don't like it. I, I can understand why you wouldn't like that, but there is a right way to get it to be a viable option without completely giving away an answer. And I think that 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 might buy, that might be why some people don't like the clue style or the question style, just because it might be obviously only one of those four things could possibly be the answer and that makes things too easy or maybe they're all too hard. You know, it's, you know, you you have to you have to be able to craft it in a way that makes the question still as challenging as if it were a free answer. That's that's the point I was trying yeah. to make. Yeah. And it's if, if you don't do that, I could see why people wouldn't like those cuz they're not challenging or they're too they're too challenging,
1: you know? I think the thing with multiple choice as well. And I, I don't want to get too into the weeds on this, but um... People will have an idea in their head of how they want to answer a question, and if how it is in their head doesn't appear, then that throws them through all kinds of loops. Um, I could see that the, it was something that came up. Uh, this was something um, a old teacher of mine said at one point um, that they were told, you know, multiple choice questions shouldn't that like are actively disadvantaging people in academia. Um, and I think it's not too much of a jump to say that can also translate into the trivia world as well, um, where, you know, you have this idea of what you want to say, but you can't say it in the, the options that are in front of you. Um, so I think that feeds into it a little bit as well.
2: I've done writing for academic competitions and I've had to do a long series of multiple choice questions i mean it's what the exam was all about so coming up with those red herring answers that make you really think which of them is it you know like uh like you were saying jeff you got to be able to craft the answers and the question well because you don't necessarily want it to be a gimme and you don't necessarily want it to be a complete random guess and i think that might be why You know, I've heard people you know that say, "I don't think multiple choice questions belong." It's because anybody could have a lucky guess and get it right. You know, um, we're having fun though. I know that some people really take their trivia seriously. That's fine, but uh, you know, if you're if you're not going to have some fun with it you know, what's the point? So I think that's why, you know, occasionally a good multiple choice question is is fine to throw in. I mean, like we mentioned, Jackbox and HQ, it can be done well, and it can be done as an entire quiz if you really put your mind to it. But uh, I think that we're all the, the open-ended answer kind of people when yeah. it comes to answering, you know, or asking and answering questions. I mean, that's kind of what we started off with, When it came to board games, was things like Trivial Pursuit. I mean, I don't, I I imagine there were some multiple choice in there. I can't, you know, like think of one, of course, you know, right away, but, uh, you know, most of those Trivial Pursuit questions are simply here's the question, what's the answer? And you either know it or you don't. And boy, uh, you know, there probably weren't a whole lot of clues in those. So it's a very (laughs) straightforward, like I said, know it or not kind of a thing, but we really didn't even know any better because that was the 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 first of its kind. Yeah, it's like when the, it came the to trivia board games. The the
0: mm-hmm. the granddaddy like this this is the this is the mold on which all trivia games henceforth shall be made. You know and one of the things that I and now I'm gonna catch flack for this because I'm about to say a sentence that I don't know if people will agree with. Might be an unpopular opinion. One of the reasons that I don't care for Trivial Pursuit as much as other games, I'll add that in there, um, <laughs> is that the depending on the edition you're playing, uh, the questions can and have been wrong, you know, not, you yeah. know, fictionally the moops, but not that one. <laughs> um, uh, and then some of the older editions, like the early, early editions of Trivial Pursuit, if you try to play those today, they are impossibly difficult. If you're not the correct age range, if you were paying attention to the zeitgeist when the game was first produced, maybe you might stand a chance. But like I, I have played Trivial Pursuit with, um, I don't remember what year the the or the genus that I was playing at the time, but it was like a question about like a 1970s current event in tennis that I, when I was in high school in 1998. I'm like, I wasn't even alive. Like, how am I supposed to know this? It was just like a random tri- like, tennis event that it, that it occurred. And I'm like, I have no idea. And so, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 go I'm ahead. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, my point with Trivial Pursuit is that uh, generally, as long as it is a current game of Trivial Pursuit, they are some of the best written, plain trivia questions you can get. Like, they just find these little tidbits of fact and read a trivia question about it. Um, there's not a lot of meat on the bones, to, to coin a Jason. Um, mm. But they they do exactly as they say. Here is a thing. Tell me that answer. You get a little wedge or you get to keep moving, you know? And so they don't need it to be fancier or more interesting. Um, but the, the older editions are just... Nightmarishly hard. (laughs) If you weren't alive when they were written, my God. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, it's okay. And again, (laughs) so go ahead, (laughs) sister.
1: Um. So to kind of uh, focus on a point there, yes, those those old editions are definitely somewhat out of touch. uh, (laughs) Uh, to the point where um, there's a podcast uh by the technical difficulties, um. Called which is basically based around reverse trivia questions. So mm-hmm. I give you an answer from 1980s Trivial Pursuit. You tell me what the question is, and that's the whole podcast. They just riff. Wow. On old trivia Trivial Pursuit questions for uh, somewhere up to 30 minutes, and like that used to be my my listening. <laughs> that's that's really fun. I like that idea. Um, they then went on to do uh, a show called Citation Needed, uh, which is where most people probably know them from. Um, but yeah, it really does hammer home that they are like, they go out of date so quickly. They must yeah. be part, like, how often does Trivial Pursuit pump an edition out? Because that, it feels to me like it has to be every couple of years, right? Surely. Because by the time you get. A couple of years down the line, surely some of the things that were relevant then aren't relevant anymore. And let's take a quick gander.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I know that they would uh, come out with the new genus, and of course, they had all sorts of specialized uh, categories and and whatnot, uh, like the Boomer edition, and you know, 1980s or TV. Uh, Americana. The last... uh, I know that more. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Which one is the last one you remember? The, so,
1: I'm, I'm having a look at it now. Um, look, I couldn't tell you when the last one I remember was, but uh, the because la- I've played some old games of Trivial Pursuit. Uh, the last one that came out uh, that was just a bog standard edition was 2016. So over four years ago now.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm assuming. I'm assuming that the standard edition, like not the specialty ones, I'm assuming that those come every four or five years. So we're probably expecting a new one rather soon.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at the same list that I think that you are. Uh, And they started off, my gosh, 1981. Yep. 1981 was the first edition, the genus edition. Um, And they actually had a, a large gap between some of them.
0: Yeah, it looks like it starts at about every three years, but there's one where it jumps <coughs> like seven. This one jumps four. So I, there might not be any hard and fast rules about how often they do that, but that's gotta be that's gotta be something that they talk about internally. It's like, okay, so, half the stuff we talked about happened half a decade ago.
1: You know I mean since then they've also moved to Trivial Pursuit Live as well. I don't know if you've played this on the uh Switch or Um, I think it was on Xbox as well. Um, But effectively, it it turns around and goes, we've made Trivial Pursuit into a game show, not that one, another one. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, heck. Um, And maybe they're just going down the digital route now.
0: Yeah. But that, you know when you talk about trivia board games that is absolutely always going to be the first and foremost one in anybody's mind you know if it was a sheep category for one of Jason's games and he said name a trivia board game Trivial Pursuit would be the one that either everyone or no one says Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's um, there's another game that I uh, am quite fond of that's similar to Trivial Pursuit but it has an extended categories list called Wizard. Um, it's, it's very similar to Trivial Pursuit in as much as, you know, answer the question, move ahead, get points, that type of game. Uh, but they have like, I think it's something like 10 categories. Um, and some of them are pretty, pretty specific. I think there's one of them that's like, uh, beauty and fashion, which is always, that's always kind of a a dead spot for me in terms of writing, because that's not something that I focus on very often. Um, so it's always nice to learn new things about that topic. Um, there's a couple of other. Wits End is a good one. Um, what about uh, what about Tribond? You guys oh, yeah. play Tribond?
2: Uh, yes, uh, I've always loved Tribond. Uh, something that would uh, play a lot with friends and family way back. Uh, you know, uh, some of those things have uh, aged a little bit because they do pull on some trivia. Uh, so, some historic, some pop culture, and of course, pop culture can get a little bit stale, but for the most part, you know, it's a lot of common sense and clever, if you will, like uh, lateral thinking that you sometimes have to take for some of these. And, uh, you know, even though it's not strictly, like we've said, a Q and A game, it's definitely one where you have to think. I mean, there was, I remember one uh, question It's really weird how one question can stand out when I remember playing with some friends way back, but uh, it was a list of three cities, and they were just talking it over for a good two or three minutes. We weren't playing on a timer or anything. We just kind of let them hear it, you know, and and you have to keep that trivia host poker face because they said the right answer. They said, weren't these... All capitals of the United States at one time, you know, and then they were like, "Well, what about sports?" And then they just completely went off in a completely different direction. And and I said, "Sorry, you said it, but it was uh, not the final answer you gave." So, uh, you know, you do have to do some thinking for sure with that game, mm-hmm. whether or not it's what you would call trivial knowledge. It's still something that you got to put your brain power to. Um, you know, I mean, that uh, I've got another game somewhat similar to that it's called buzzword uh, where they give you a keyword for example I've got uh, like cake and there are 10 crosswordy type clues that go with it Uh, so like for example a very simple one a bride and groom's towering treat what's the phrase that has the word cake in it oh it's It's wedding wedding cake it's wedding cake yeah some of them very very easy but uh, what about cornbread do you have that one? Can you think of one that uh, would be...
0: Would be cornbread... A word... Cake.
2: Yeah. Yeah, a word or a phrase that has the word cake in it, That and the clue that you have is cornbread. This is kind of trivia, if you want to call it that.
0: Uh, yeah. It makes, your, it makes your brain work in a different direction than you're expecting. Mm-hmm.
2: COVID. Yeah, this one is called a, if you're ready, I'll just give it to you. It's a Johnny Cake.
0: A what oh, think... jo- Johnny Cakes, yeah. I, it's I don't just know that a... I would have come up with that. It's a. I've, I've heard that before. It is not a term that I use, but I have heard uh, the little cornbread muffins referred to as like Johnny Cakes. Oh. They're, they're like little, um, uh, dumpling isn't the right word, but they're, they're just little corn muffins type things. Okay,
1: this is... This is yet another thing I will have to add to the list of things that I should experience when I I head over there. <laughs> Clearly,
2: yeah. There's actually a football team called the uh, Washington Johnny Cakes that hmm. you should. Uh, yeah. Oh. They, uh, no. <laughs> are they are they are they in the running for
1: the superb owl? Have they got no. that <laughs> many? Have they got much crockery? <laughs> oh,
2: no, you know he, what?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Go go ahead. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah but say if
2: they. No, if they happen to win a bowl, they put all their Johnny cakes in it, and everybody has a piece. So,
0: <laughs> so I wanted to see if there was an image of Johnny cakes that I could find to share with Tipster, and apparently, I have been misusing the the phrase Johnny cakes as they are flapjacks or pancakes that are made with cornmeal uh, instead huh. of, or at least that's that's what it's showing. So I'm it's kind so of
1: confused.
0: It's kind oh. of cornbread cooked in the style of a pancake is what okay. a giant cake is yeah
1: hmm. <laughs> can we can we reel it back at what is cornbread
0: uh it, cornbread it, is just uh is muffins it muffins just... or bread that is cornmeal it's made with corn uh, okay right yeah i yeah, I, I keep forgetting that other it, people yeah. don't live in the corn capital of the entire fucking planet <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah it's, hey what do you guys have in america oh guns and corn <laughs> cool. And, and football. Yeah, and, fu- and football. <laughs> Superb owls. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Um, But uh, Buzzword and Tribon kind of bring us into the next chunk of games that we wanted to talk about a little bit. Are Those would be ones that aren't specifically trivia, but kind of pull on that same thread. Like you were saying, like, uh, you know, we've repeated this phrase multiple times. It's tri- kind of trivia adjacent where it makes your brain work in the same fashion, but not in the strict, here's here's a question, what's your answer? Um, One of the ones that I like best uh, is Scattergories. If you're not familiar with the game, the way that it works is uh, you get a bunch of friends together and they have a big dice that has a bunch of different letters on it. And you roll the dice and it gives you a random letter. And then you have a list of 10 things. I think it's 10. Might be more than 10, might be less. I don't remember. But so the things will be like, a vegetable, or a a model of car, or something like that, mm-hmm. and so you have to use that letter to come up with something that fits that clue, and you get points when nobody else thinks of that same answer. So it kind uh, of okay. it kind of it plays a little bit like sheep, uh, whereas you're trying to think around what everybody else might also answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my favorite part about categories is breaking the game in a way that. It's not expecting, so like, um, if your if your letter was S and the category and this is going to get dark for a second, but if the letter was S and the category was like vegetables, like I have and have friends that have gone dark on these answers and said things like Stephen Hawking, like because no, that's not the vegetable that they were thinking of, and I I, it's not the one I was thinking of either, exactly, but. Would you would you argue that? You know, like I'm this is a specific oh. instance where they said he's not a vegetable because he's cognizant. You know what I mean? And they ended up not getting points on it because that's not what you think, you know what I mean? Like so it Yeah. Yeah. There there's a bunch of really awful ways to play uh apples to apples, which is essentially just oh, Lord, cards yeah. against <laughs> cards against humanity. Um but you know, like that's how me and my friends played Scatterwares. We tried to break the rules by making our brains put connections where they shouldn't be there. And I always really liked that aspect of it, of trying to think of the weirdest thing I could think of that started with this letter or figuring out a way to break that theme for that answer in a way that I could get points because nobody else is going to think to break it in that fashion. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, I... that's, God. that's why I, I really liked scatter
1: I, I did a, fit, a similar thing with uh word on the street, um, yeah. which, uh, Jason's run a few times on his stream, um, and when I was playing, it's like, huh, I suppose that does fit. Yeah, let's let's. No one else is gonna put this, and it has a bunch of letters in it. Let's go for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, Sorry, sorry for sorry for making really dark, dark humor, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Did, didn't mean to derail us that bad. Uh, but um, can, can anybody else think of? Let's let's get me away from categories. a minute. can you guys think of any other trivia games that pull on trivia but aren't necessarily trivia? Yeah,
2: so- one of my favorites, uh, playing it back in college, was taboo. Not quite trivia, but oh, yes. uh, along, yeah, a little bit like uh, your code names or something like that. If uh, you've never played it, and I imagine a lot of people out there probably have, you're given a word and then you're given five words that you cannot say. You can say anything you want to except for those five words, and you just have to get people to say that item. And you go through as many as you can in a minute. Uh, and if you, uh, if you pass, that's fine, but I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the other team gets a point every time you pass, or if you screw up and you say one of those taboo words, you also uh, give a point to the other team. So you have to be very careful about what you say uh, and, and how quickly you say things, because if you go too fast, your brain is going to just say something and you're going to slip and you're going to lose it. And Damn it, those that game came with a buzzer. And
0: I was just about to say that
2: fucking buzzer. How many times I I would be like, you know, getting ready to do my clues, and they would put it right up against my ear and they'd be like, You ready? You ready? And Jesus, it was the worst thing if you get buzzed because they will hold it down for like a good 10 seconds just to throw you off your game. The mind
0: mind games of the buzzer. Uh
2: huh. And that, because it.
0: If I if I remember correctly, because how could I forget the sound of that buzzer? It wasn't super loud, but it was grating, and it was like, like it was almost mm-hmm. like an an electrical zap sound. Oh my god! Oh.
2: <laughs> as as a teacher, I actually had those. Uh taboo buttons in my room and I would use them <laughs> against oh. the kids
3: oh, no. I wouldn't like
2: go up behind them and like you know get in their ear and like what's the answer what's the answer no <laughs> but uh you know I, I would like you know if I want to get their attention or somebody says something wrong or out of place you know, eh, you know just for fun but uh that oh god the bad memories of that buzzer uh, you know, so playing a, a password type game where you're limited to what you can say, you do have to get creative with what comes out of your mouth. And so while, again, not strictly trivia, the better that you can formulate. uh, It's almost like, you know, coming up with a question, kind of like a keyword, like the keyword challenge we do being yeah. creative with what you uh, what you're given and how you can massage it into a different way that no one else had uh, ever thought of. So, yeah, you know, that, that, that.
0: I, I was yeah. just going to say that's, that's one of the reasons why we're even focusing an episode on trivia games that you could play with your friends at home and stuff like that is because it, whether you are a pub trivia player, a pub trivia writer, or both, uh, they kind of function as uh you know, like calisthenics or stretching, you know, like it, it makes you practice the things that you are going to be using either in real time as a player or on the writing end of questions as a host. Um, you get to pick and choose like what little aspects of things that you like to use for your own personal game. And one of my favorite things about it is that it is a literal box full of topic ideas i don't ever use straight trivial pursuit questions but i absolutely will just draw a card and look at the answers and say can i write anything with any of these things you know what's what's something on this card that jumps out to me and how could i write that in my voice for this game without even looking at the question just kind of looking at the answer and so it says ben affleck what could i write about ben affleck yeah that's you know you know sometimes you get ben affleck sometimes you get like something much better, but I I find it as a super useful tool, both uh, as a, a person who enjoys playing those games and as somebody that is constantly looking for uh, subjects for questions. Uh, it, it's such a fantastic source and it's a way for you to play trivia against your family and then they hate playing trivia with you because you're the trivia host and it bothers them to lose to you all the time. <laughs>
2: That's what you get for being so smart. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really does help me kind of
1: think around questions because one of the things that I obviously... Sometimes you want to avoid those very obvious Pavlovs. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, games like Taboo uh, and Buzzword and 25 Words or Less. Uh, oh, that's
0: of, a really good point. That's a re- really good point. Like with really Taboo and f- Pavlov's? Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: Because you're actively having to avoid those things. Yeah. So um, a lot of the time I'll go, right, What's what would be on the Taboo card for this this answer or this subject? Okay.
0: That is a wonderful way to approach it. I am 100% stealing that. <laughs> <That's not laughs> I mean, really, go ahead. That's go a right really ahead. good idea. Yeah, Just now do- that
2: you say that. I've got a, I'm sure I've got a copy of Celebrity Taboo somewhere in my basement. That would be a, uh, really a a hell of a resource to yeah. come up with something, you know? So, you know, whether I play it where I actually use those taboo words to formulate my question or say, hey, let's avoid that, it's not bad. I kind of like that. So thanks for that suggestion. Really, <laughs> really good stuff. No problem. <laughs> this is yeah. what I'm here for. <laughs> That's what we're all here for, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, exactly. so like, for all of our listeners out there, obviously, that are hopefully trying to better themselves, you know, hey, hit those rummage sales, hit those thrift shops and uh, pick up those boxes. You know, I think I gave this little anecdote. I went to a thrift shop once and I saw literally over 20 copies of Genus One Trivial Pursuit sitting on one of their bookshelves. It was one of the strangest, saddest and funniest <laughs> sites I had ever Scene. It's just like nobody wants genus one, so uh, I, I left the mirror. I didn't buy them, but uh,
1: I mean, if there's that many going out of out of commission, we should just start giving them out as Super Bowl prizes. <laughs> that's
0: not a that's not a bad use.
2: <laughs> Recycling. Come on, you know. Yeah. yeah. Some of the wedges are missing, but that's all right. Oh, there you
1: go, Tom oh, Yeah, it's fine. Like. <laughs>
2: You only did. You only did like nine tenths of the work. So here, there's, <laughs> there's, there's
1: no, there's no brown wedge in this one. I'm afraid.
0: I'm just glad that you got us away from celebrity taboo before I could make a bad joke that is in worse taste than I uh, previously what, made. What? <laughs> worse taste? What than could this? be worse? No, no. Well, don't. Was, Why would you I, ask that?
2: Was, nope. Nope
0: uh so last touches on board games uh, do you guys have anything else that you want to mention about a specific game that you guys like that we haven't mentioned yet or uh, uh any aspects of uh board games that we haven't touched on really quickly
1: so i i only just remembered this because um you mentioned buzzwords but buzz the 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 like playstation game with the little buzzes mm, yes i i just realized that a lot of my like the way that I think about how to formulate rounds and things like that comes from those games it's very much a how can I how can I vary up music trivia or uh, you know sports trivia or TV trivia in such a way that it's not your generic blend here's a song who's the artist um, uh, and that's kind of where. That that's kind of my inspiration is looking at those style games and going what what mechanic can I take from this and pick apart and make my own?
2: Yeah, it's not so much taking the questions themselves a lot of the times. I mean, we've talked about you know you you're talking about the buzz games. Uh, we've talked about Jackbox and how we have taken the idea of dis or dat you know and made it our own. And uh, there's a you know a really kind <clears> of <throat> a side thing here but there was a game show on MTV it was called Idiot savants and it had some of the most clever writing uh, very uh, as we keep using that word quirky kind of stuff and uh, like there was a category it was phrases from the sitcom Dukes of Hazard in French and you had to translate them back into English oh, no. I mean
0: whoa that oh, is the no. kind of
2: stuff that I aspire to. You know, coming up with the the silly, stupid things that are actually still challenging. So, there are very few episodes out there on YouTube, but I would suggest you go look for that. Again, it's MTV's Idiot Savants, and it is a fantastic, wacky show. Um, they, oh, uh, they had hypo- hypo- Hypochondriac Boy. So they'd have some guy come out and he'd be like, I'm feeling very sick. And and then he'd lift off his symptoms and you would have to guess what his ailment is. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff I could write, you know, just my own entire categories of. And and hopefully my audience would be receptive to it, you know. So any anything that we can pull from, whether it's a board game, trivia game, online game show, that's. You know, it's not so much taking the the facts. Sometimes it's just scooping up those formats, those mechanics, and and coming up with something fun.
1: Speaking of idiot savants, uh, these <laughs> idiot savants here are going to attempt to write a question uh, that's been randomly picked from you, the community, and submitted to us. Uh, On a topic of your choosing, and who knows how this will go. Um, This one uh, submitted to us as usual by emailing us quadriviapod at gmail.com. And what is this week's keyword, James?
2: Well, I'm hoping that I'm saying it right. Uh, The keyword is la maupin, and this (laughs) comes from Ginny Pond from Twitch. Uh, so that's spelled capital L A capital M A U P I N, and this is one that I am not familiar with. So if anybody on the panel here can tell me what La Maupin is, or if I don't even know if I'm saying it right, <laughs> I, but uh, I, so this is going to be a ch- this is definitely going to put the challenge and keyword challenge for me yeah. at least. Yeah,
0: I was I, about I'm to not ask. Not familiar with it at all.
2: I was about
1: to ask you what the keyword was <laughs> again, because I was like, "Hold on, what? Okay, um, <laughs> what, what even? What even is Lamalpin? What? What even is? Uh, Ginny, Ginny, I, I hope, I hope you're happy, because this is. There's. Uh, I don't know how this is going to go. We have ten minutes on the clock to write the best question <laughs> we possibly can. Um uh, good luck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I guess. guess. Well we'll see you on the other side of the porn music when all three of us have at least a vague idea of what in the mm. fuck Lamapen is.
1: I've gonna have to spend ten minutes finding <laughs> out what or who this is, aren't I?
0: Alright, yeah. Well let's right. let's give it a shot and <laughs> we'll be back in thirty seconds.
1: Ten minutes on the clock. <laughs>
0: Hey everyone, Jason here. While the host and I step away to think about our keyword challenge, we just wanted to remind you, you can check us out online at Quadrivia Pod on Twitter, on Facebook, just search for Quadrivia Podcast, and you can always email us at quadriviapod at gmail.com. We're always happy to hear from you. And now, back
1: to the show.
2: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Quadrivia podcast. You're here with the trivia nerd, James. We also have Jeff and Tipster on the line. If you have any questions, we have an 800 number that we'll give out later. But in the meantime, we're going to go ahead and do our keyword challenge of the night. Once again, it was brought to you by Jenny Pond of Twitch. She came up with a very interesting term, LaMopin, and I think that we're all a little bit smarter because of it. So Jeff, why don't we go ahead and let you start with your question and let's see what happens. Good luck, everybody.
0: Before I read my question, I just have to say, if trivia doesn't work out, you will always have a job working for NPR somewhere in the United States. (laughs) That is such a lovely voice.
2: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that.
0: All right, so here is my question. This, uh, without opining too much on it, but this was a, this was a tough one to, to write, so I kind of went in a weird direction with it, but let's see. If you were filling out a crossword puzzle, what four-letter word might fit this clue? La Maupin, Maria Callas, or more recently, Madonna or Beyonce? Mm.
2: I mean, now, of course, this was even after 10 minutes of blitzed research on what La Maupin is. And, you know, I mean, we got a four letter clue and I'm trying to, to latch on to Madonna or Beyonce right now. Not that I know much about their careers, maybe Madonna a little bit more. Um, well, You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, they're stars, but that doesn't really hit anything that I read about. So what do you have? Anything?
1: Uh, I mean, star would work, but i not... Like, it doesn't fit them specifically.
2: Um, Who is Maria Callas? Maria
1: Callas, I am drawing a blank on right now. Um, And I'm not, like... The name rings a bell. (laughs) As do most things. Um, But I'm not 100% sure why... I mean Madonna and Beyonce are, are modern female artists. Uh, so if we can come up with a four letter word that means that,
2: the only you know I mean they were solo artists, but uh... I don't know that solo really fits. I'm I'm really just kind of blanking on anything that specifically you know Madonna she she was solo her whole her whole career. Beyonce wasn't that really doesn't. Yeah, help. Um, it, but then you know, I was gonna say they're known for being one named people, but then Maria Callas, I don't know if I, she was.
1: I believe Callas is a, is a singer of some description.
2: Uh, yeah, and and so was La Maupin. Uh, she was an opera singer, as yeah. we probably discovered. But I, you know, stumped. I just can't get anything. Unfortunately, Star- so are, are you a stumped? I, I, star I am... is
1: the only word that's coming to mind. And, like, all I can see is stars, and that's it. I am, I am like, uh, ne- nemesis. <laughs> stars from Res- in your eyes. I, I'm like nemesis
2: yeah. from Resident Evil. All I can see is stars. <laughs> uh, so, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to pass on this one. I can't get anything.
0: You want me to put you out of your misery? Or, or how about if I give you a clue? Uh, this might, sure. you know, depending on if this is too difficult, I might add that like the first letter of the word uh the, like the puzzle going ac- if this was an across clue yeah. the down like the down clue might be the word down or something okay. like that that starts with a d
1: okay so it starts with a d four letters okay only three more to okay. go okay so <laughs> I
2: no i i think i've got it then um okay i'm trying to think of who else this would really peg you know um because these ladies are there, they know what they want, and they know that they oh. got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. so do you know what we're talking about?
1: Yeah. No, we're talking about we're talking about divas, right?
2: That yeah, is, I think, yes, diva.
0: That is the correct answer. Um, the term diva, uh, which is when I found out that uh, Lama Pen was a stage name for a very famous opera singer, um, I decided to t- just kind of lean into the opera aspect of it. Uh, but because it was a a fairly obscure name or something I hadn't been familiar with, I figured that perhaps if I, if I picked a couple of other opera singers and a few modern female singers that would also be considered divas, maybe I could get that to work as a clue. And then I couldn't really think of a way to ask it as a traditional question, Hmm. but I figured maybe, maybe talking about it, like, uh, Lama might show up as a crossword clue for opera singer. Uh, mm-hmm. In a you know in a maybe way tougher crossword, um, you know I, it would be weird to have a thirty or forty character clue for a four letter word, but you know whatever I I figured that was not a terrible way to go with trying to to cram a an obscure seventeenth century French opera singer <laughs> well, where no real data about her life is very well known.
1: Yeah. The- i just realized after we came up with the answer that diva has its roots in opera right it's yes that's effectively prima donna almost
0: yeah uh if i remember correctly from the quick research that i did the the term wasn't super used until like uh 1900s ish Uh, okay uh but they retroactively applied it to most uh especially famous or well-known opera singers and then, as opera kind of wasn't as popular as as pop singers now, pop singer uh, is kind of where we think of when we think of a diva. Or, uh, you know, if you're a fan of wrestling, you know that might take you someplace else because divas are also the WWE's uh, female wrestlers and stuff like that. But uh, I thought about maybe playing with that aspect of it too, but I figured I'd stick with singers. So, but yeah, you know, uh, in retrospect, uh, as a criticism to myself, I might. I might try to add in, like, a downward clue or, or something like that or or play with the visual aspect of it. Like, if I, I was presenting this in a game, I might show, like, half of it with, like, an A coming down from the last column or something like that.
1: Yeah. I also feel you going down the female of route, like, that definitely rules out a few possibilities yeah, that were that's definitely true. milling around in my head. Because... Yeah, Maybe I should have gone that way. That's a, that's a good call. Like, we were talking yeah, solo think... at one point, weren't we? Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, well, I settled on stars, but, like, this. yeah. Hey, that's five letters, for God's sake. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Star, I suppose. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, um, you know... It, if you gotta have something obscure in there, having the more obvious things to kind of push you along does help, you know. And and sometimes it's those obscure bits that absolutely peg what the correct answer is going to be, you know. Yeah. Like uh, I wouldn't say that that's necessarily the case with this question, but it yeah. might be possible that you know Lamapin was. Like, you know, like the first diva. I know that's not the yeah. case, but if that were, you know, what was going on, then that would be like, you cannot dispute the fact, you know? Yeah. So, uh, altogether, it, you know, it, it made us think. And uh, we, although we kind of failed on it until we got that extra clue, I think all in all, <laughs> pretty well done.
0: Oh, thank you. I, I personally, I think uh, I could ask this question without the keyword at all, like just Maria mm-hmm. Callas or more recently Madonna or Beyonce. I think that that would also work as well. Uh, But, you know, that's that's just saying like that I I could put literally any other opera singer that maybe only a few people know of in that first position and have the same exact results. So maybe this isn't a super useful uh, example of using La Maupin in a question. But, you know, hey, it works for the 10 minutes that I had to do it. (laughs) Tips are. oh,
3: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs>
1: 10 minutes, like 10 minutes to find out who Lamar is and then try and craft a gettable trivia question about them. It was challenge is understating it, I feel. <laughs> um, right, well, let's let's hear what you did with your 10 minutes. Here is my attempt. Real life French opera singing sword swinging adventurer Lamar it, uh, was the inspiration for a Gautier novel in which the protagonist, under the guise of Fiodor de Saran, playing the lead role of Rosalind, who themselves is playing Ganymede, stars in what Shakespeare play? Oh God!
2: <laughs> you hit a dead spot with me with
1: Shakespeare. <laughs> there, there is so much to unpack. Okay, <laughs> this is this is an enigma in a middle in a it's unfortunately it's come out that way like there there was definitely an easier ask in here but i had to get lamo pen in there somewhere (laughs) so
0: unless i'm okay so my shakespeare knowledge isn't flawless so i'm i'm trying to read through this and figure out which is the character from the shakespeare play that somebody was playing ganymede looks like the correct answer I could be, I could be way you know, off, but
2: you know, um, do you have a, a thought? Because I've got something in my mind. If you don't,
0: I, I do, and I'm just kind of seeing what um, what kind of pops into my head. I, well, like I could list, I could list a bunch of Shakespeare. <laughs>
2: okay, um, it says playing the lead role of Rosalind, who themselves is playing Ganymede, which which I think is possibly a uh a gender swap kind of a thing going on there and i want to say that there are only a couple of shakespeare plays where that happened and i think one of them was called as you like it that's the only thing that i can cling to right here and actually it's part of the research that i did and part of my question uh of the whole uh, the gender thing that leads me to that so it might not be the right play, but that is my thought on it. What well, do you got?
0: That is that is stronger thunder than I have. Where I would sit here and just list Shakespeare plays as you like it is a Shakespeare play, so you've got that going for you. Um, I I don't have really anything to add at all, uh, like in terms of anything I could pick apart from that. So I'm just gonna go with you. If if we were sitting at a table together and you said "as you like it," I'd be like, "sure, sounds know, good."
2: And here, <laughs> I thought I was gonna take the back seat on this one. I mean, that's the, just the best pull that I can come up with. So uh, that's gonna be our locked-in answer. As you like it,
1: and as you like it, indeed is correct. Oh uh, shit! I can't yeah, believe it. The, uh, <laughs> I I had to stretch to get the ask there. Um, like I, I did some deep diving, uh, on a couple of things I feel, but we got there, we got there, but it's, it's this idea of this person who inspired this other person who themselves is disguising as someone and playing this character in a play who is also in that play carrying and playing another character in another play is just this absurdist <laughs> vision of mine. Like, yeah, how how like, long can we make this chain before it breaks? It's like Inception, but instead of
0: Dreams, it's just stage roles. It's just, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, uh, taking a critical look at the question, I think the only thing that I would even bring up about it uh, would just be trying to parse that out as a player, like trying to follow the steps, and I think if, I think if you had more than 10 minutes, um, you might've been able to craft it in a way that was a little, a little clearer, or at least a little bit more, um, cause I mean, it's, it's very linear as it is right now. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, maybe a few extra fill in words to really clarify, uh, the, this person is based on this, who is playing this as this, you know? I, I think the Rosalind as Ganymede clue is huge for Shakespeare, like uh, once uh, once James had pointed that out, that kind of stood out as a really good way. Or especially if you know a lot of Shakespeare and you could just say, you know, which Shakespeare play has Rosalind in it, you know, that's that's a really good in. But I, I I think with uh, a few extra minutes time, this wouldn't like because I sat here and really kind of tried to dig into it, and I I think with a little bit of extra time, that the, it, it could be a, a tad clearer, but for the 10 minutes that we have and a really fun, uh, you know, just turtle stacking all the way down of <laughs> of inspirations and roles and stuff like that. I think this is a really great way to take the question just because it it takes the keyword and it puts it in just like I did in a way that is almost not necessary to the question, but adds an extra layer of digging that the that is kind of the the goal of this is to just add as many steps in front of the actual ask, you know, to add those layers and layers and layers. Um, so overall, I I really do like it. It's just, it would just uh, for me it would just be a little bit clearer with probably another five ten minutes worth of work to really line it up. But other than that, I have I have no real complaints with this at all. Besides, I didn't know it. I <laughs> Other totally
1: complaint. agree with that because I spent nine out of the ten minutes finding out l- uh, who <laughs> Lamopin was and then went there's the fact that I can use okay yeah. let's do this oh you know, I'm, goodness stream of consciousness happened
2: <laughs> I mean I gotta say this character this well it's a real person but she was a character to be sure uh, was super interesting, you know, from what I was reading about. Uh, but I mean, I almost hate that, you know, when I, you know, I looked at the Wikipedia article and the second sentence literally says, little is known for certain about her life. I'm like, are <laughs> yeah. you kidding me? I, I, I gotta know. I, hey, listen, uh, Jenny Pond, I'd love to get an email about why you picked this, because You know, I mean, there's got to be some link to you that makes this interesting. Either that or you're just a sadist (laughs) trying to make a squirm. Um, And you just, like, kept hitting random on the Wikipedia (laughs) sidebar until you came up with something, you know?
0: Por que no los dos?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, I'll tell you, I've got a question. And unfortunately, some of the previous questions are going to be a giveaway here. But let's just... Drive and dive right into it. Here we go. La Maupin, aka Julie de Abigny, was a <laughs> pioneering opera singer in Paris. She was also audacious and adventurous, dressing as a man at a court ball and stealing away the woman whose attentions three noblemen were seeking. La Maupin foiled all three nobles in duels, perhaps using feints and lunges. In what type of combat?
0: I really like that last sentence. I like that a lot. I I've, I think I have this pinned down tipster, so if yeah. you're thinking, if you want to take a second to think about it, that will allow me the time to make this joke. Uh, I, w- I wonder if uh, La Maupin and that girl were just really good friends Oh, Which is good. Generally,
1: how historic, yeah, <laughs> historically viewed. Yeah, they're just really good friends. Yeah, <laughs> I. So when doing when doing research on this, there were a couple of essays and websites about how Lama Pen was possibly gender fluid or bisexual, but we'll never know. Um. But yeah, there's th- th- nothing official on it <laughs> at all. Um. I uh, I think I know this as well. Um, I are we in agreement that this would involve foils and or epes and or other things of that description?
0: Yeah, that's that's right where I went to with the clues of feints and lunges that made me think of of fencing, fencing. of course, and then the the foil earlier in the clue that sealed the deal. I was like, oh, it's probably this. Oh, and it's... then. Oh, yeah. you,
1: you Sh- snuck a foil in there. <laughs> Ha-ha. <You> sn- Ha-ha. <laughs> How did that get here? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, you've got me. Um, y- yeah. Fencing. 100%.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You even mentioned in your question there, Tipster, she was a uh, singing, sword swinging adventurer. And that's what I latched onto. It was uh, fencing or sword play, uh, however you wanted to say it. And uh, apparently duels were still against the law back when uh, she took out these three nobles and uh, she had to go on the run, which apparently was part of her life uh, quite a bit uh, from what she was all about, uh, including, like you all were saying, the possibility of bisexuality, gender fluidity. Uh, and frankly, she just took no shit from anybody. <laughs> um, and uh, like she even was part of kind of a uh, an entertainment show where they would do singing and sword fighting together so that's kind of where her operatic prowess stemmed from so that's really, that's like really i said yeah she is a hell of an interesting gal uh or whatever she <laughs> might have wanted to be called in you know this present time uh so i would be happy to have met this person and and learn more about them so uh like i said jenny pond it was a uh, very interesting uh the subject that you chose here and give us an email if you would and uh, give i know that we're going to hit this later but uh, quadrivia at gmail.com is how you can reach us so tell us more about your uh liking of this person all right so i uh, now i guess it's a uh, you know, your turn, if, if there's anything else to critique about that question that I gave you, uh, go ahead and hit me with it.
1: I I, I really like it. Like the yeah. way that you tied it up at the end and sneaking the foil in there. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's genius. Yeah, uh, this
0: was, and I think all three of us agree that this was a rather tough keyword just because of our unfamiliarity with the subject and the fact that most of the information uh, on like the first available sources, say like not a lot is actually known. So for you to for you to take like one of the big key historical moments in this person's life and and uh, portray it in a way that uh, leads us to an answer about something totally different is really wonderful. I, and sneaking again, as Tipster exclaimed, sneaking foil in there is just. Chef's kiss. That was perfect. That's so well done.
1: Oh my goodness! How did I not notice that first time? <laughs> I
2: I am humbled by your <laughs> uh, your your generosity of compliments. So thank you all very much. Um, so d- regardless of the likability of my question and your all's opinions or what have you. I believe the audience has a chance to vote on the audience favorite so if uh, you would like to do so which of the questions did you like best was it jeff's tipsters or mine go to quadriviapodcast.com cast your vote make your voice heard (laughs) and we'll be more than happy to view those results and goad it upon each other once we (laughs) see them so
0: yeah, so feel go. free, of course, go to QuadariaPodcast.com and vote for Dween, who by far <laughs> had the sneakiest clue, so therefore is deserving of my vote this week. And whatever you do, do not vote
1: Corey. Like, yeah, exactly. Never some vote for reason. Corey. <laughs> Even when Corey is not on the episode, they still get votes, and I don't know <laughs> why. Um All right. Well, uh,
0: now is right about the time of the podcast where we have a little bit of a fun trivia game. And but
1: Dween, you have bef- yours. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Before we do that, I want to wrap up something we touched on earlier about the Superb Owl and how it gets its name. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's so, a good good call. So Inform us. Yes. So apparently Norma Hunt, whose husband was the owner of the Chiefs and a founding member of the AFL, was buying some gifts for her children in a toy store when she came across some balls that bounced so high they could go over a small house um, her husband uh, the now late Lamar Hunt uh, noticed what fun the kids were having with Super Balls. Uh, shortly oh before my. they went to a league meeting and that was misheard during the meeting uh, and misconstrued as Super Bowl. Really? And The rest is history. That's that's 100.
0: That's where it came from. You're not you're not pulling on my leg here. This is from
2: NBC Los Angeles. Wow. Well, folks, <laughs> you heard it here first. Super balls. What could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can I can totally see super
1: balls being misheard as super Bowls in an American accent. Um.
2: So yeah, <laughs> it's oh. time for Super Bowl fifty-five. Everybody,
0: yeah, goodness gracious!
2: I like that. Yeah.
0: So well, you... on... <laughs> I was. I was gonna go ahead. <laughs> so you have I'm a just... toy to
1: thank for the fact that people get confused why there aren't any balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh,
2: god! Maybe it's a good thing it turned out to be Super Bowl because <laughs> fifty-five years of balls jokes just yeah. <laughs> might not have worked. So. <laughs> time for
0: the Super Balls. I'm already. I am. Um, I should just mute myself because I'm just going to giggle childishly to myself every time somebody says "super balls." <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right. You know, I, my yeah. Well, let's let's move on. Um, I've got <laughs> I've got a little game for us tonight. We were talking about all of the uh, trivia adjacent board games and things that we might use, and so. I've used this, actually, in trivia shows before. Uh, It Tribond, or if you just want to call it common bonds to avoid any uh, registered trademarks or anything like that, you (laughs) certainly can. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you three items. All you have to do is tell me what they have in common. Uh, For you, those, uh, for you across the pond in the U.K., you might be familiar with Only Connect, where they actually give you four items. But let me tell you, that's a, a much higher degree of difficulty than what I've got for you, so uh, (laughs) as an example, I will give you three items like dog, pillow, and fist, and the common bond between all of those is they are all types of fights. You can have a dog fight, a pillow fight, or a fist fight.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not all like, of them are going to Where be... is this question going?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not all of them are going to be necessarily phraseology. Some of them might just be a concept or it might just be a straight up fact. So uh, we'll see how it goes for you. So I guess the two of you will be playing together to try to uh, get all 10 of these. And I think all 10 of these are probably gettable. So if uh, the two of you are ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Number 1 Nick Brand and Maiden okay. My
0: my very first my brain whenever i hear the word maiden i desperately want to put iron directly in front of it because i love iron maiden
1: Well you do have a branding iron but do you have a nick iron Yeah i don't
0: that that's the one I, that's
1: the one that's throwing me so i uh, so okay things you can have maiden of maiden over maiden voyage um maiden maiden name nickname
0: yeah uh, nickname brand name maiden name yeah that's gotta it's gotta be name is it
2: name it is name that oh is okay. correct <laughs> yeah see I, see that's the thing sometimes uh you know two of them will match up with something else uh and it just throws you off so uh I'm, you know that's Kind of the way some of these might even be written. So uh, let's see how you do with number two here: slip, slide, square. Uh, I
0: and just like Iron, just like Iron Maiden before it. If you say slip and then slide, I'm immediately transported exactly. to my to my childhood. You know, uh, sliding on a tarp across my front lawn. Um. Oh i oh? think i know this one i think i know this one uh due to let's see if i can let's see if i could walk you there tipster Go on. uh do you guys have i'm assuming that you do not have the boy scouts of america in england no but i'm assuming have, that you have, have something similar yeah, yeah scouts what's one thing that scouts uh well at least in america one thing that scouts train to do or things that they learn
1: camping tent fires <laughs> oh yeah oh you're
0: not there yes
1: yeah that's correct
0: that or, uh, that's that's hmm. where i'm saying because i know i know a slip knot i know a slide knot i know a square knot what is so a, square a, knot? A, a, a square knot a square i can't it's it's impossible to describe okay it's 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 just a type of um i'm trying to i'm trying to des- describe how to do it it's the one where you uh, never mind it's impo- it, i'm not gonna find out later audibly describe how a square knot works
2: if you ever play with rubber bands and you like kind of put two of them together and then you pull and they like kind of hang on to each other you've probably made a square knot that's indeed yeah that is a really
0: good example yeah i should have thought of that (laughs) sorry
2: all right. Yeah, now you see but this also brings up real quick uh you know where some people would say oh they're all words that begin with s. You know, yeah. I mean obviously we're looking for a certain thing and uh, you know as a judge I would say well you know sure they all begin with s. They're all English words too. You want me to take that, you know. But yeah, yeah. they are all knots. Moving on to number 3, we've got long, house, life.
1: I think I've got this. Uh
0: Okay, let me let me roll it around a little bit.
1: Okay, talk it through, like just. See, what?
0: this is if all of these clues you're going to keep taking a part of it and making my brain go somewhere else. Wasn't there a band called Lifehouse? Am I wrong? Is that a thing? Yeah, uh, there
2: is a band called Lifehouse. Okay,
0: is okay. <laughs> just, New no, just to so me. You know. Okay, and also there's a Longhouse. God damn it! <laughs> like, yeah, but is, is, is there, there a, a
1: house house though?
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's a good point <laughs> I, you know what maybe <laughs> maybe there's a house house that i'm not thinking of but that I, would be a really that would be a really funny
1: answer to, to turn in i mean it's um, not the one i've got
0: yeah I, I don't think that that's the one that i'm I, I don't think that's the one that james is looking for either uh but i do think that is funny um yeah uh, if you have it uh, you know i could think about it for another two minutes and maybe get, okay. get something but that's what it, what uh, are your thoughts
1: so i feel like we should get this show on the boat
0: Uh, yeah okay long long boat houseboat lifeboat yeah all right yeah you are correct my brain did not go there as i was thinking about viking houses and bands. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, you said it. Indeed, it is uh, all boats. And just so you know, Lifehouse had a uh, the hit "Hanging by a Moment." That might be the song you know by them, Ugh, or not. Now it's stuck <laughs> in my head forever. All right. Well, let's get to something else stuck in your head. Number four: White, dark, hot. Title of your sex tape.
0: Yeah, uh, I was. <laughs> I was no. quietly, was quietly telling myself do not make a sex joke do not make a sex joke um i think i I think i have this one i i think i got this
1: i'm between two what uh, what are what are your initial thoughts one is coffee okay and the other one is chocolate 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 was where mine was. my
0: mind was going, but I think you could make an argument for coffee being a correct a- answer because of a flat white, dark, and hot. I, I think all of those could fit, but I think chocolate fits better in terms yeah. of association. But uh, yeah, I think uh, this allows me to give my opinion on white chocolate, which is not chocolate, and it lies about being chocolate by including the word the wonderful chocolate in its name. It's just weird vanilla butter and it's gross I don't like white chocolate Oh, but I I, I do think the answer is
1: chocolate
2: I agree with you there Yeah, the answer that I do have is chocolate and you know this is one of those things when you're a host if somebody comes up and says well I think that white coffee dark coffee and hot coffee would work I might be inclined to give you the point on that I think dark coffee might actually be the one that's a little bit You know, janky. Is that really a phrase? I don't. You know, know. dark roast coffee, sure, but I don't know about dark. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, with but you know, you'd
0: have to add roast probably to get it to be, and then you'd have to add flat to white at least.
3: I I don't know if white coffee is a a more common explanation. White coffee is
1: is literally just a coffee with milk in. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Um. Well, I'd be inclined to give you the point on it tonight at least. I'm in that kind of mood. Alright, number five. I think this one will be a pretty easy one for you. Iceberg Tongue Waitress. What this are you is doing to the pit pe- This is the Pinnacle larder <laughs> after dark. Uh,
1: no. Uh, <laughs> um I I
0: I think I have one, and it's only because of the very first clue.
1: I I have one. I yeah. feel like I have said this a yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz that's just the tip of the iceberg.
0: Yeah. That's that's where I headed to.
1: F- things you have things that have tips. <laughs> yeah,
2: just the tip that is correct. Uh, <laughs> yep. You know, tip of the iceberg, tip of your tongue and waitresses get tips. So there you go. Yeah, see that one is uh, a little less of a phrase and more of a conceptual and not even necessarily the same definition, but the word tip does come into play for all of them. Number six, we've got fisherman, tennis court, trapeze artist.
0: Oh, I I think I have this one. Line? <laughs> um what is why okay, if if you if you have a tennis court what is yeah. the what is the one accoutrement that you need to have a tennis court? What do you need besides a big
1: flat area? Uh 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 Oh! Oh, I need my friend a net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and
0: all three of those Yeah, Fisherman's could, could arguably use artist. nets. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. It is net. So good job there. Number seven, Bank robbers, novels, cemeteries.
0: I save me from this one. I am I am not getting anywhere on this one. Protagonist is like... I feel
2: I feel like another clue you could use is gunpowder. Hmm. Well I'd be interested to see how you can meld that one in. So what is your idea?
1: Uh, plots. Oh, the
0: gunpowder plot.
2: Yeah. Guy oh, Fox. Well. Yeah. The guy from uh, I, V for Vendetta. <laughs> see now I wouldn't have known that one, but yes, uh, you put it together, they all have plots. Bank robbers plot to well, rob a bank. Novels have a plot and you can have a cemetery plot. So you got it. And it's looking at it from
0: this side that's I'm upset that I didn't get there on that, but my brain <laughs> just stopped.
2: You know, I almost I feel like Tribonds like this, you feel kind of upset at them. You know, it's like, they're so obvious when you hear the answer. Yeah. Uh, this one, yeah. Uh, this one's a little bit on the tougher. We're getting tougher as we go here. Number eight, Asia, Morris, Scale.
0: Okay. Uh, Zach, final answer, because Zach Morris is trash.
1: No, it's not Zach.
0: <laughs> I don't know Asia, Zach.
1: Okay, so balance, Um. Uh, weighing, no...
0: I don't, um, I don't. I'm not getting the Morris. The Morris does, clue isn't yeah. sticking out to me at all.
1: I'm just trying to go through. Uh, I, okay.
2: I will say this: that the Morris clue is probably going to be more on Tipster's side than our side.
1: Oh, oh, wait. There's a such a thing as okay. I didn't know that was a thing. But didn't, I what's guess, a thing? I, I guess
0: minor? Like I, Mor- I still don't know the Morris one, but that fits with Asia minor and minor scale.
1: Yeah, Morris minor is a type of car. Um, uh, I didn't realize Asia minor was a thing, but if you think it's a thing, it's a thing, so minor that is, is that our is final, definitely, final answer.
2: definitely is a thing. Yes, they are all things that have to do with minor, and you set them just out. Uh, Asia minor, the Morris minor, looks a little bit like a little bit like a say a bentley slash almost a a bug a vw bug beetle uh, and then minor scale as in like notes of a c minor scale so you got that one i think you're uh 8 for 8 so far let's see if you can go 9 for 9 on this one right pilot gray and i will say that right is spelled r i g h t
1: goose pilot don't think that's a thing. Nope. Goose was a pilot in. <laughs> yeah, but w- how does how does Goose go with right? Yeah, it doesn't. Light pilot. Co. Light? co- I keep. No.
0: I keep thinking of right as W R I T E. Thank you for spelling it because I think of like co, co pilot co write, but co gray doesn't work
1: either. Uh, tick doesn't work. Does it work? No. Doesn't work with pilot.
0: Um well, I'm, I'm having a hard time putting together anything on this one.
1: Yeah, I can't uh gray beard. Zanato- pilot beard z- <laughs> Zanatomy, right synatomy. Pilots.
2: Uh I'll tell you what, I'll give you a little clue. They are all uh species of something. Oh, Okay. I, Judging by pilot, it's probably some sort of bird? I
1: don't know. I, I, I can't think of... Right well, tit, I... pilot tit, grey tit. There we go. <laughs> Final answer. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, you can have a right tit. That's yeah. what we are right now. Uh, a a grey tit is a type of bird. I'm not if sure if a pilot tit is a thing. What about... I know pilot fish
0: is a thing from that episode of Doctor Who. Okay. Where well, the, the first appearance of the 10th Doctor, the, the pilot fish. This is a really deep cut Doctor yeah. Who reference. But the the robotic Santas that try to steal his life life essence, he calls them pilot fish because they go ahead of the shark and feed. on It doesn't matter. But I know oh, pilot fish are a thing. They and exist. I'm assuming that gray fish are things. I don't know if there's a right fish. But i i have no i have no viable answer that i i can come up with.
2: We're stuck between fish and tits. (laughs) Isn't that a delicacy over in the UK? Fish and tits. (laughs) Oh my
3: god! Oh my!
2: (laughs) I know what I want for dinner. (laughs)
0: Tipster, I'm gonna tap on this one now. Yeah, no, put us out
2: of that misery. What is it? Uh, you know, this one I probably wouldn't have gotten either. They're all species of whales. There's a right whale, a pilot whale, and a gray whale. Really? Yeah. And
1: the heck is a pilot
2: whale? It's just you know, it's one of the the breeds. So uh, there you have it. I oh. I mean, if if
0: if this was if this was humpback, blue, and sperm, or yeah. like I would absolutely have said whale, <laughs> like but yeah right pilot oh, pilot whale sounds like that's bumping the punch bowl a little bit
2: look that up while i give you the final one here and uh along with number 9 i'd say this one is also like the most trivia of them all uh your clues are 1835
0: 1910 1986 those okay oh do you, do you have some i i was going to yeah. say those have to be years right
1: uh, i i believe so and those okay. are uh, i mean look at the distances apart would probably be my go-to on this
0: oh 75 oh oh yeah okay i see where you're going on this because the first the first gap between uh, 1835 and 1910 was 70 uh 75 and then the next one was 76 so that's got to be haley's comet right yeah every 75
1: years yep rocking around the clock
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice one yeah every 75 or 76 years give or take yeah Haley's Comet Halley's Comet however you say it yeah there you go you've got it so there you have it that is your Tribon round nine for ten I I think that missing number nine was not a shameful thing at all so <laughs> um I say you know that's a very good score and I wonder how our audience did on that if you want to email that in let us know did you know write pilot in gray did you tell me if you knew <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, gonna, like, gonna be honestly
0: honest. yeah I personally I generally really like tribond questions and those were much harder than I than I would have thought going into this like oh tribond I love playing tribond I write tribond questions all the time and those were there was a few of those where I was just really up against it and couldn't couldn't come up with anything and thank God I got to work with tipster <laughs> like uh, if if i was playing solo i would not have gotten half
1: i mean two of them played to my strengths let, let's be honest tips and boats uh <laughs> like oh and chocolate three of them three of them did so and you put a morris minor in there as well like it's 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 my round i guess yeah <laughs> uh
2: that basically wraps up the episode um great great we'll see you next week Yep. (laughs) no we got to say something else here so uh
0: um i guess i'll start in between podcasts where i pop up from here and there uh you can find me on twitch and the social media places at rmt trivia that says in riddle me this i stream uh my trivia live stream on wednesday evenings from seven till nine central standard time
1: and you can find me every sunday at 7 p.m gmt that's 2 p.m eastern 1 p.m central or do the translating yourself uh over uh-huh. at twitch.pinnacle and if you want to get in touch with me on the socials just put the social thing in front of dot
2: pin and that'll get you there And I'm James Key, the Trivia Nerd, and I have social media now.
1: You can find
2: me at thetrivianerd.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at The Trivia Nerd. And you can get in a hold of me. Uh, I also do some weekly shows here in Louisville, but if you need some trivia planning, questions, shows, fundraisers, or anything like that, hit me up, email me, be glad to talk to you.
1: And finally, if you want to get in touch with us here on the podcast, uh, if you want to send us keyword suggestions or just want to send us something, quadriviapod at gmail.com, over on our socials on Twitter and Facebook at Quadriviapod, and uh, for previous episodes of the podcast, and to vote on our keyword challenge, quadriviapodcast.com. And we still don't have an outro.
2: Well, this is James Key, the Trivia Nerd, here with Radio 4. We're going to be signing out. Hope that you have a lovely evening, and we'll see you next week on Quadrivia Podcast. So long, everybody.
0: Excuse me. I had to get at least one throat clear in for Ken. Thanks, Ken. (laughs)